everyone, and welcome to Passionately Interested, a podcast where we discuss the things we're passionately interested in. I'm your spooky host, Curtis. And I'm your nerdy host, Nick. It's time. It's time, Nick, for us to let you... T- <laughs> How was your trip, buddy? <laughs> uh, the, the trip was very good, very eventful, uh, very exhausting. If anyone hasn't been to Disney, man, that's go, go, go. Yeah, just... Elbow-to-elbow crowds is what I was seeing online. Oh, yeah. It's definitely packed. Yeah. Like, we initially picked this time of year because, you know, quote-unquote slow season, but given the COVID rebound and then the fact that it's the 50th anniversary, yeah, not surprised crowds. Yeah. Uh, I think a couple of days before, I saw an article talking about that they had just hit, like, maximum capacity. (laughs) I'm like, well, what a time for him to go. Yup. (laughs) (laughs) So did you get everything you wanted on your wish list? Uh, no. There were a couple <laughs> things that they were sold out of. Oh, no. What were they sold out of? Uh, the Sith Holocron, for one. Oh. So I got red kyber crystals, and I can't tell who's in them. Oh. Uh, what else was there? Oh, there was a couple just, like, souvenir things that they've stopped selling at this point, but... Oh, okay. I see. I've seen people on TikTok opening up these, like, kyber crystal mystery packs and getting, like, a black one and freaking Mm -hmm. out. Is that, like, the rare one or something? Yeah, so when you buy a red kyber crystal, there is, I don't know, I've heard numbers anywhere from 1 to 50 to 1 to 300. I don't know that anyone actually knows the chances outside of Disney themselves. Mm Mm-hmm. But there's a chance that if you open up a red kyber crystal, the black kyber crystal will be inside of it. Now, it doesn't obviously turn your saber black. It's still a red light, but it has uh, Snoke's personality in it. Oh. Oh. Because it's the kyber crystal he wears on a ring. Okay. It Does it go into the saber? Yeah. Oh. See, I thought it was just a collectible. I didn't know it was like a thing. Yeah, no, all the all the crystals that you get from Disney can go into the Savi sabers there. Huh. And will change the color of the beam as well as what the saber sounds like. Oh, that's really fucking cool. Mm-hmm. So if you have a red kyber crystal that's, you know, um, Dooku. There we go. I had to think for a second. <laughs> uh, and you put it in your saber. When you turn it on, it'll sound like Dooku's saber. If, Ooh. Yeah. It's just a neat little thing. Yeah. No, that sounds really cool. Uh, so have you, have you had a chance to plug your crystals in yet or, Mm -hmm. and, and it's just like a, ah, yes, a lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, And you can also put them in the holocrons and they will, they will run quotes at you depending on the personality that's inside of it. Oh. Like I have, uh, Qui-Gon's green crystal, Mm -hmm. uh, so crystal, Maz Kanata, Luke, and Mace. I'm not sure if I have version one or version two. There's actually two versions of Mace's crystal out there. Oh, cool. Because he's the only one on screen to use purple. Right. And they didn't want to just have one personality, so they actually have two purple crystals. That's very cool. I like that. Yeah, it was neat. There's also a reason why uh, we took three days after we got home off from work as well, just to recover. Oh. <laughs> just lay around and like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, because those Disney days, that's yeah, that was 12 hours of on your feet. Go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's like Ren Faire. If For anybody who's been to Ren Faire, that's just constant going. Like, there's places to stop and eat. And I'm always like, no, more stores. Well, yeah, it's like Ren Faire, but it was also very hot and humid. Oh, because- yeah. Want to say it was mid '80s? Pretty much any day we were in the park. As somebody who grew Which, up in Texas, I still I don't want it. I don't like it. Well, I mean, it's a big system shock when you leave Michigan at 15 degrees <laughs> <laughs> and arrive at summer. Yeah. Well, good. I'm glad that you enjoyed yourself. Mm-hmm. Was, it was a very good trip. Was there anything else interesting that happened? I mean. I may have proposed on Main Street USA with the castle in the background. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Congratulations, buddy. Thank you. I wanted to call you out <laughs> on the podcast. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm definitely going to put him on blast. But yeah, no, I'm super exciting. I'm excited for you, friend. Me too. We take some time off and then begins the wedding planning. <laughs> oh, God, dude. 
Oh, God, I remember that shit. <laughs> like, it's fun, but it's also not. I mean, we're not we're not super complicated on com- and complex with the kinds of things we like, so I don't imagine it'll be too hard. Yeah, yeah, that'll be, I'm sure it'll be Disney, which will be very cute. It will be subtle. Yeah, yeah, it'll be, it won't be, it won't be Disney like a birthday party. It will be Disney, yeah. uh, Disney kissed. <laughs> yes, that's the, that's, yeah. We waved Disney across the top of the wedding to see if any would kind of sp- sprinkle off. That'll be super cute, though. I'm very excited for you, my friend. It will be fun. And now, and now, I unleash us upon the topic of telling <laughs> of telling LARP stories. I think I have some leftover, some leftover talking points from the last two LARP ones. I have one that we haven't covered, and it is describe an interesting moment as your character. <laughs> That's all man. I got. So we're just fucking. It's a it's a free for all, man. Man, where to start? Oh, I mean, there's there's I've had I've had a lot of interesting moments with uh, my characters. Yeah, and you've had more than one, whereas mm-hmm. I've I've only had the one. So mine will all be flavored about the same. Uh, how about have you had any recently? Like any really cool like role play moments as for doll, which is your current character. I mean, there's a couple moments that spring to mind, like the time I got a new toy and almost broke the plane of water. <laughs> I don't, I haven't heard this one, please. I mean, it's a short, it's a shorter story at least because yeah, I mean, it's really simple and straightforward. Uh, but then there's also the time that I yelled at the entire town. Yeah. Because they were doing something I was very much against. What were they doing? Uh, they were performing a ritual to, I can't remember if it was cleansing the ley lines or if it was reworking the ley lines. I want to say it was cleansing. I don't I think, think it was cleansing. Switched. That sounds that sounds like something they did. But in order to perform the ritual, they needed to, it needed to be fueled by, I want to say it was something like 200 vitality, which are essentially lives. Oh, Yeah. Every character starts with 12 of them. NPCs typically only have a couple, if Mostly more than one. one. Yeah. Yeah. And the, it was in order to cleanse the ley lines to remove necromancy. So it would no longer be accessible to all the necromancers of the world, and it would be removing a great evil. Yeah, but, I remember that. F- yep. For it all, it was very much the mindset of the ends do not justify the means that performing this ritual that is fueled by vitality in his mind was no different than also using necromancy which is fueled by vitality <laughs> yeah it was it was a very weird fight fire with fire kind of situation mm-hmm. that my character goodwin was like nah i'm good you guys do your thing <laughs> if that's what you guys want to do i'm not giving you vitality well initially it was they had a bunch of NPC ritualists who were going to sacrifice their lives. Mm -hmm. And then they reworked the ritual so that other people could donate vitality to it. Yeah. And there were a lot of people who did that, Mm -hmm. which, you know, it, for, for, for some of them, it, it like matched their character. But I mean, I guess for a lot, most of the ones who did, it matched something that their character would totally do. Oh yeah. No, I definitely understand that. It's just from Ferdal's mindset. It was the absolute worst thing we could have done, and we there are there were other ways that necromancy could have been dealt with. Right. We didn't need to resort to its own tactics in his mind. Yeah. Right. We we ended up pissing off death with that, didn't we? Uh, no, Did no we death. Not? I don't believe so. I believe we pissed off death because that's a sticking point for me. I'm still bitter about that whole thing. Anyways, <laughs> apparently we pissed off death by doing vitality rituals. Oh, yeah. And oh, restoring yeah. vitality to our heroes. By, yeah, because death death feels we are taking vitality away from him, which breaks the cycle. Which is, in my mind, just an absolute, I'm going to say it, it's a dumb story thing, considering you gave us the mechanics yeah. to restore vitality so our characters can live longer. You can't then introduce an in-game thing saying, no, don't do this bird. Yeah, and I mean, in a way, I that's that's kind of like... The whole, a, a lot of the main issue with how many times our game has kind of like changed hands mm-hmm. is everybody's got a different idea of how stuff, stuff should work. And current GM staff feels like being able to just like 
constantly refuel your character removes any sort of actual sense of danger. And so, and it's like, I, on that point, I kind of agree because sometimes it feels like people are like, I don't know, we'll just throw all of us at it long enough that it dies. Like, who cares? We can get our stuff back. And no one really like thinks about tactics. It's just, I'm going to charge it. And if I die, I die. I'll get it back later. So like, if we could find a balance between not wasting up, like spending a bunch of money on costuming and getting attached to your character and all this, like spending all this time, but also adding a sense of like dread when some big fucking thing comes up to try and kick our asses. I, that would be awesome if we can find like a balance. Yeah, there definitely does need to be a balance because you have to have, there has to be a fear of consequences, mm-hmm. but there also, it can't just be, well, better, you know, triple check every single thing you do. Otherwise, oop, you're gone forever. Right. Yeah. And it's like there, there isn't currently a fear of consequences with the player base now. Like there, there, there's no thing in place that really makes them scared because they can get their vitality back, which means that their character doesn't permanently die. But even then we like overthink shit anyways. And it's like, we're not, there are characters in game that don't allow the rest of the town to kind of like take on a problem because we haven't spent two hours over prepping. Yep. So it's like mass battles, man. I know. Three hours of prep. An hour and a half of fighting. (laughs) If that. If that, yeah. It's like, I I understand it's hard to find that balance, especially because even when there aren't consequences, they like, well, we're going to put every single buff possible on every single character and spend like waste three hours of Saturday night, which we could be doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. just sitting around tavern and, and going like bloop. Now we all have this bloop. Now we all have this. Now let all the big people go over and chit chat secretly. And then they're going to come tell us what to do. Yeah. Anyways, this is supposed to be happy fun memories. <laughs> about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, uh, I, uh, sorry. It's going to happen though. We, you know, we're, we're mm. players in a system. We're going to have opinions on the system, but we'll, we'll try We'll try to just stick with the stories and not we won't go on off on it if we can help it any more tangents like this. So, yeah, you you got you. So you you yelled at town because they were doing that ritual. I remember that. Actually, that was really funny. Very, very for doll. I yelled at a lot of people. I yelled at uh, everyone that was organizing the ritual. I very vividly remember yelling at Edriel. <laughs> In the middle of the Talon's tent, like, loudly. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, to the point that a couple people did, like, after I stormed out, a couple people did check on me, like, out of game, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. I'm just, you know, rolling with the scene, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is my favorite thing. <laughs> Edriel's like, oh, God. <laughs> was was that angry for doll or was that angry Nick? <laughs> yeah, no, and I do appreciate that people checked on me, but it was just very much angry for doll. Nick was having a blast. Mm-hmm. I love scenes like that. Yeah. And I think I was one of two PCs that sat out that mass battle. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, there were other PCs that sat it out, but, like, they sat it out story-wise. Their character didn't go, but they went to fight. Oh, yeah. I didn't go because my character wouldn't go, and I didn't go NPC because I didn't want to have to worry about swapping out of costuming. Yeah. I'm completely honest. I mean, it's understandable. Um, I try to, when I NPC, I, I typically shoot for Fridays because then I can just show up in, uh, my, the clothes I'm going to NPC in and do all that. And then the next day Mm -hmm. I'll put on my costuming. Yeah. And then you also don't have to worry about removing makeup, putting it back on, Mm -hmm. which honestly, I understand it adds to immersion, but if you want me to NPC, don't be like, okay, take your makeup off. Yeah, no. That stuff takes a long time with some characters. Yeah, I I I don't think that you should need to and I really don't think it matters. I mm. I do think that if if you're going to pop in an NPC for a little bit, I don't actually think they're going to stop you or say anything. If they do, uh mm. <laughs> stop it. Right? I mean, I could just go into the other f- story I mentioned with Fordal. Yes. So, I got a fancy staff. Mhm. Uh it's called Tidal Crusher has a lot of fun things and one of the things it does is it will let me redirect a portal to a specific realm on the plane of water right yeah 
So we were working a job for another waterlord. I want to say Asmodeus. And there was a problem with chaos energy seeping into his realm of the plane. Mm -hmm. So we get to the location and it's seeping through a portal. And so I'm like, oh, okay. I got an idea. I walk my way up to the portal because a lot of the things that were attacking were swinging water-based damage, and I was in my water elemental form, so I was immune. (laughs) I am a wall. I mean, I was just like, doot, 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 doot. Mm -hmm. Occasionally, one would hit me with chaos, and I'd smack it, and it'd go away. I get to the portal, and I just tap it with my staff, and I just go out of game. I'm like, okay, Drew, here's what I'm doing. He thinks for a second, and he goes, okay, the portal doesn't close, but you feel like you've opened another portal. (laughs) So (laughs) in my attempt to cut off the energy coming from the plane of chaos into the water plane, I shunted it into another place. So it was coming in two places. So thankfully, though, we managed to wrap that uh, whole thing up rather quickly and actually close that portal. And then I opened up my own portal, popped over to the coral realm, and that portal closed when we had closed the other one and thankfully nothing had come through the coral realm yes coral what the because it's fuck? A plane of water that's that's Fordal's home realm oh in his mind because oh. that's where his staff will take him huh i didn't know that's what that was called yes it's a realm of very large and giant reefs very pretty from the pictures that was shown when i because we were doing it online oh okay. because of covid when we first went there. Right. So the narrator's like, here's what you, you know, roughly what you'll see in this area. And I was like, ooh. That's really cool. You you get all the planar travel. F- I mean, I've planar traveled a little bit too. Not to the extent I mean, of you. I just kind of end up there. <laughs> no, but it makes sense that I do a lot of planar traveling, giving one, I'm an elementalist and mm-hmm. very much attached to the water plane. But two, backstory wise, I am part of the Roven clan and we travel through the dream. Right. So I do a lot of stuff on the dream, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is why we're opposed. <laughs> yeah. Which, yeah. <laughs> Which is why your characters hate mine. Because I yeah, play with yeah. the opposite side of dream. I mean, I keep hearing different descriptions of what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm going... I Goodwin continues to think that it's just like, yeah, we're just like, it's, a, it's an opposites thing. Not like good and evil but like water and fire partially because that's how it's been described to him a couple of times is just like it's not a bad thing it's not inherently evil it's mostly used Mm. by evil stuff but it's it itself would not be like it's not like necromancy that's like we break the cycle it's bad we smash smash it's just like not great and it makes total sense for dream users to be like nah i don't I don't think so. Because the way we were raised, nightmare is dream corrupted by fear. Right. And, yeah, and, and I, I, I understand that. And so mm. it, it's just part of the dynamic between your group and me. <laughs> I wouldn't say like you and me specifically. It's your group <laughs> doesn't like my character. <laughs> you had to. And my favorite part about it is the fact that when you wanted to tell us all you were going to continue to explore your nightmare powers, you went and tracked us down individually? Yeah, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted one-on-one conversations. And so my very first interaction with your character as Fordal Mm -hmm. was being rifted away by Krampus because, you know, our (laughs) holiday events are fun. You know, Krampus and all his nightmare powers. Yeah, oops. And when we're there, you get enslaved to kill me. But the narration that we were given is that, you know, nightmare burst forth from you attempting to kill us. Oh, yeah, that was a poor explanation of what was going on. Yeah, so... It it was basically... Oh, no, yeah, you go ahead and then I'll explain my side. (laughs) So from that point forward, in Ferdal's mind, Goodwin plus nightmare equals I'm gonna die... (laughs) <laughs> and so you approach me as I am by myself. And so the second I can, I get away and portal away to the mage's tower and locked the doors. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Like, I, I don't remember if you've, I don't know if you remember the brief period of time where 
I was since I was Archon of the Mages Guild, I was in charge of the Mages Guild. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put up the announcement, barring anyone who wasn't specifically a member from the tower. Oh, <laughs> it was because of Goodwin. I didn't want anyone in there that was potentially connected. So it's like, nope, lock yeah. all the doors, close all the windows. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. No, that situation was incredibly unfortunate. I, like, I enjoyed it when it happened because it was an like an interesting thing. But it actually bothered me out of game afterwards because I was accidentally. That's a weird. I, I said that word weird. Accidentally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was accidentally sabotaged by the staff. Because they were trying to incorporate the fact that the Bane boss was nightmare-based, and I had nightmare in me. Mm. And I had never... I had been told that when I go into... They're like, we, if you go into the dream, let us know. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> and it's because, you know, the, the realm of dream, and I don't know why it works this way, but it, like, reveals your quote-unquote true self. So, like, yeah. the barbarians in our game have these magical tattoos that link them to like spirit animal totems so when they go into the dream they take on like the embodiment of that totem so then they look like a were deer or like a humanoid bear or like kind of that kind of stuff mm-hmm. and anyone that's like fey blooded and such that that tends to become evident in the dream Mm-hmm. For it all is very obvious that he's a water elementalist in the dream. Yeah, yeah. We, well, we were in it somewhat recently, and you were just this giant water elementalist, or elemental, like, sup, guys? <laughs> yeah. And Don't mind me. So th- when you go into the dream, it kind of reveals the inner you. Mm-hmm. So you don't look like you do in the real world. Yeah. So, <laughs> so me... <laughs> Who was at that time infected? It's now it's more mutual, but at the time I was infected with a parasitic nightmare, like goo tentacle. Like there was this big inky black kraken that we fought a while back, and one of the tentacles was lobbed off, and uh, or it was uh, it was actually a trap. It was set inside of a box that was given to us, and then when I opened it, it attached itself to me. Um, I like saw it and was like, what's this? And I picked it up <laughs> and then they were told, follow me. <laughs> let's, let's go to monster camp. And it attached itself to me like a parasite and gave me like m- nightmare powers. And so I was kind of like, okay, it's not killing me. I guess we'll just see where this goes. Cause I don't actually know how to get rid of it. And then I got cool powers and I was like, okay, we're just going to hold on to this until it starts to go really bad. And then the reason it went really bad was because Krampus pulled us into his little like pocket dimension, which was inside of the dream. And it revealed that I was nightmare because (laughs) you guys turn around and look and there's this giant dripping ooze tentacle coming off of the back of my body and hanging over the top of me. And I went, "Uh oh, Because I had been really good at hiding it up until then, and then uh, they were <laughs> they t- <laughs> they turned around and described <laughs> me, and I looked at everybody, and I'm like, "Oh, this is bad. This isn't a good time. <laughs> this is not a good time for this." And then Krampus walked up and poked me and went, "Charm and slave," and I'm like, "Ah, okay." <laughs> so kill your friends. I'm like, and and this this is where it goes bad. Okay, I see now. Mm-hmm. And then they killed me. And then I was resurrected and re-enslaved by Krampus and made to do it again. And he gave me like 12 nightmare killing blows. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah, no, that was, that was, uh, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to feel really bad if I kill one of my friends, but here we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it kind of all spiraled out of control after that. And everybody got mad at me for a little bit, but like. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I got rid of the powers for a while, actually. For like a year, I didn't have them. I found somebody to kind of hold on to them for me. And then I it got handed off to somebody really, like, scary powerful. And then they recently gave the powers back to me. And now it lives in my shadow because it got mixed with something else. So it's also not pure nightmare anymore. Still don't like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very understandable. Uh, but now I feed it bones. <laughs> well, that's not awkward. 
I, uh, it, it sends me, sometimes my shadow, it's done it twice now, will draw a map for me of an island near the Corsair Isles that I then go to and hunt down by following the, sh- like, where the shadow points me as basically like a compass, uh, until I find a bone that it's wanting, and I feed it to the shadow, and I gain new powers, and uh, it's really cool so far, and I'm Man, really just scared to like fi- figure really... out the... Yeah, it feels bad. It's... <laughs> it feels like a really long-term trap. I know! You got I... your powers given back to you by a big bad, and now it's leading you around collecting things for it. Yeah. This will only end well. Yeah, well, it's like... <laughs> so, the guy that gave my powers back to me ended up being... I think, what did he call himself? A dream weaver? Maybe? Something like that. But he uses dream and nightmare in conjunction with each other. So he uses both at the same time. And it's just like this super old, like decrepit looking old man with like long black fingernails and scraggly hair. And he lived in the middle of a swamp on like a, a, a bog hut on stilts. And everything about this was like, yes, mm-hmm, I like it. <laughs> I see no problems here. Like, I had people with me, and they were all like, are you sure about this? I'm like, it's fine! Don't be so scared. It'll be okay. I mean, that's the thing is, from the outside looking in, it's just, man, this is this is going to end badly. For people <laughs> in that situation, they know, but they're also sitting there super excited because this is where the stories come from. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the last, so the first... The first bone that we went for, we got sent to this island. It wasn't super, super, like, um, hard or anything. The second one was way harder. But we got sent to this island that had some a bunch of shipwrecks on it, and there were skeletons that we had to fight. But I, as somebody who can interact with spirits and stuff, I was actually able to find the spirits of the skeletons. Because the skeletons were, like, the sailors who died in those shipwrecks. So I... Mm-hmm saw the skeletons and used my shaman powers to try and find the ghosts. And I found them and I led them all into the ocean and used my powers to like send them to the other side. And all the skeletons fell apart. Interesting. So all of my like fighters were just over there wailing on these skeletons that actually ended up being really fucking scary. But when I laid the spirits to rest, that was kind of what was tying the skeletons to like, they were, They weren't, like, resurrected by someone. It was kind of along the lines of, like, their anger for their sudden violent deaths kept their, like, turned them undead, basically. Like, they weren't the classic undead. They were just animated by the spirits. So when I laid the spirits to rest, those skeletons had nothing to do anymore. So it was kind of just that. And then we, I followed it along and we went into a cave and I found a bone and it was super cool. The second one, and I don't know if you've heard of this uh, about this from our friend Pete, who plays a character named Volley, who is a like a, a northern barbarian. So there's some who are kind of more along the lines of like, uh, I won't say Native Americans per se, because it's not like really hard based on, but it's more of like a. Like a Dif- southern... Different regions of the world yeah. the, have different kind of influence, essentially, just to give more of a background to the characters. And northern ones are very much Viking style. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Vali is a, like, I have lived in the tundra and the snow, and I wear big furs, and I like the cold. And he's and also a I- berserker, because why not? Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> why not? Yeah. Um... And I whisked him away on the promise of adventure and took him to a tropical volcano island. (laughs) Why would you do that to him? He's like, why have you done this to me? I'm like, you're big and strong and I needed you. I needed my muscle boy and like patted him on the shoulder. And (laughs) I love Pete so much. He, the whole time we were role playing, we were on it. He's like, ugh. Ugh, like <laughs> slogging his way along, like drooped down, like it's so hot. <laughs> well, yeah, he's got his bear cloak, like yeah. But that that island had some of my most recent favorite character moments for Goodwin because it gave me a lot of 
situations to kind of be more of like a, um, I guess kind of like ruthless in a way, but like a ruthless pirate captain that I really don't get a a chance to be a whole lot. Mm. There are some people who have seen me go full and I kind of, it's, I've been told that my authoritative Goodwin is uh, just, I'm putting my dad voice on. (laughs) 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 They're like, damn, you just dad voiced the hell out of me. And I instantly did what you wanted me to. What the hell happened? I'm like, I don't know, man. But uh, there were like the there, I, I I end up in a lot of situations where I get to fight ghost pirates, and I fucking love it every single time. It's so much fun. We went to this volcano island where I was being like following the map that my shadow gave me, and we found a a ghost ship, like an actual. The whole ship was was spirit and all of the crew members on it were were ghosts and stuff so we're kind of sailing up on them and i'm trying to be a little bit diplomatic like maybe we can flag them down and like communicate that we're not here to harm them or anything it's totally chill and then they shot at my ship with a ballista (laughs) and it as (laughs) yeah that's about what i expected as they do and it landed at my feet, and I looked down at it, and I slowly looked back up at the other ship, and everyone behind me heard me go, they're all dead. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, stop shooting holes in my ship! So, we started sailing up, and they were throwing magic back and forth and stuff like that, and I, I'm I'm a sword fighter. I have no ranged anything. I used to. I don't have it anymore. And I looked at Bali. And I went, throw me on the ship. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, throw me on the ship. So he grabs me and throws me like 60 feet between these two ships. And I slam into the, the deck of the ship. And I look up and it's just our, our our GM Drew by himself. He was the one who was being the the ghost. Because a couple of them had like floated up across. So my, my people were engaged with a small group. And I landed on the ship. And I look at him and I go... How many people are around me? And he goes, about 20. <laughs> I was like, I highly miscalculated. I mean, in all fairness, if I landed on that and I was like, oh, it's one guy, but said guy is being played by Drew. Yeah. I'm like, well, I'm dead. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it was it, the because I wasn't there to fight. I part of my shaman powers, I sing a song. It only takes 30 seconds and I can do it in an area like it affects an area around me that I lay all spirits within that ring to rest. So my plan and it it, it actually I I had like five health left (laughs) because all I'm doing is blocking like a madman as Drew fights me as hard and fast as possible to represent being surrounded by 20 people. <laughs> so I'm just like blocking, blocking and singing. <laughs> yeah. I, I ended up getting it off and laying the entire crew to rest because they had all surrounded me. And uh, it was like a really fucking, it was awesome. <laughs> but Drew, cause Drew was like, that was impressive. I'm like, I almost died. <laughs> I thought I didn't plan this through Drew. <laughs> Yeah, but those are the best memories when you just yeah. kind of go off half cocked and then go, oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, what I was actually trying to do was lay the ship to rest, which I was hoping would just dissipate all of the spirits. I wasn't trying to get the crew. I actually wanted my song to make the ship go away. Mm. It didn't, and I had to do other shit to make that happen. But while we were on the island, it was just nonstop fire stuff. There were fire salamanders, and one of them bit my sword in half. So lie, that sounds like it would have been a perfect for me, but also my nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Cause there were, there was uh, actually a short bit where the volcano was erupting like actively. So we're running along at, well, walking. It was so hot that we actually weren't allowed to run. We had to kind of like, sp- like speed slog through it. Oof. And they're, they were tossing packets up in the air to slam into the ground. And that was like rocks smashing into the ground around us. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we lived. We just, this guy stay there and go, it was a good run. Yeah, it was. I, yeah, I was a little bit like, one of us is going to die. Uh, and then we finally get to where, like, the cave. And there's more fucking ghost pirates. 
and <laughs> Drew was the captain. And the captain basically like looked at me, pointed at himself, and pointed at me. <laughs> I went, no, <laughs> no. They tried to get us to go into the cave like as a bottleneck. And instead, I used my ability to summon spirits to me and tricked Drew into telling me the captain's name. (laughs) And by tricked, I mean, I poked my head inside like we were talking off to the side of the cave and I like poked my head around the entrance and I was like, hey, what's your name? And he's like, I'm captain so-and-so of the so-and-so ship and I died here. And I was like, hey, thanks. And I like poked my head back and I stood in front. Of, like we, we played a little bit more and they all lined up around the, the mouth of the cave and I stood right in front of the cave and I just kind of stared at Drew and started singing. And when I finished <laughs> the song, I, I, I uh, like summoned that guy's spirit using his name right in front of me. And I went, ha ha. I didn't think this through. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha bitch. You're out of the cave within swinging distance of me. Fuck. <laughs> And that fight also left me because I like we we blew some consumables and some some abilities mm. and stuff because I had brought a healer and got me all the way back up. And then I'm like, <laughs> I ended up that fight with like ten health. I'm like, Drew, stop almost killing me, man. <laughs> but that makes for the best stories. It does. It does make for some really good stories. Yeah, that was my volcano adventure. That one. That one was really good. I I liked that a lot. And yet, not nearly enough volcano for calling it the... No, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't go into the volcano. Yeah, if you didn't go swimming in lava, is it really a volcano adventure? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what was really funny when we got to... It was, they were like, you see an island, and on this island, there's a big volcano. And Pete and I have played a lot of Sea of Thieves. Mm. And there is a section of the map in Sea of Thieves called the Devil's Roar, and most of those islands have volcanoes on them and the like volcanoes erupt and your ship can get hit with like boulders and like fire and it boils the sea around it and stuff. So we, we see this volcano island and Pete and I both look at each other and we go, did we literally just sail into the devil's roar? Surprise. Yeah. (laughs) Pete was like, I, I swear if our ship gets hit by a volcano, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we're both on there like with gamer ptsd like fucking volcano islands it's a pirate ship we're all gonna die so your stories of spirits inspired me to tell another tale and that's how that's how larp stories work you just bounce yeah. off each other <laughs> yeah exactly until someone f- passes out uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna tell one well it's it's multiple interlinked tales okay of lennis because, boy, do I have a lot of stories with Lennis. <laughs> uh, Lennis was my wood elf boom mage. Mm-hmm. Like, the epitome of glass cannon. Like, I recall once they were... So they were trying to hand out rewards, but they wanted to make sure they got the lower character point people first. Okay. Because it, they didn't want all the big stuff just to go to the big people. As it does. <laughs> so they started out little, would then call more people over, and they were calling... You know, using out-of-game information. They were calling by point totals. Right, right. And so, you know, they call my point range. It was, I want to say it was like 700. And so I go over and I'm standing in line. And two other players approach me. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm in line for stuff. They're like, it's not your time yet. I'm like, yeah, it is. They called my points. They go, no, you're like 1,200 points. I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, just because I can blow things up like a 1200 point character doesn't mean i can survive like a 1200 yeah, point character. i'm just very specifically built <laughs> lennis could blow shit up but a stiff breathe j- dead <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh but, no someone sneezed on linus yeah yeah he dead yeah <laughs> um so the tale begins with nick not having any caffeine oh no because it was early in the morning mm-hmm. i was t- yeah i was tired Sitting outside, just enjoying the warm sun, and Olaf comes over, holding something, <laughs> and he goes, Lennis, can you read this? And I take it out of his hand, I look at it, and I just read it out loud, because obviously he wanted to know what it said. Oh. Read it out loud, and I, I bind my will and power to Mishulk. <laughs> and I pause for a second, and it just so happens, an NPC happened to be walking by, and they go pop out a game and they just go did you just read that out loud and i was like yeah like all right follow me to npc camp oh no (laughs) (laughs) 
So uh, the thing I was reading happened to be a mummy bandage. Oh, no. Belonging to the very, very powerful mummy lord, Mishok. Mm-hmm. And when I read it, it teleported me away, wrapped itself around my arm, and uh, permanently attached itself there. <sighs> and so I was now corrupted by necromancy. And I had a meeting with Mishalk, and yeah, he said that, you know, congratulations on being my new minion, go back to town. And he teleported me back to town. Well, I come back to town after that, and the story has spread. As and they so do. Someone, and someone walks up to me, they sense magic on me, and I'm like, yeah, there's necromancy. And suddenly it becomes a let's kill Lennis. Why didn't they just try to fix you? Because that's not how the town worked. <laughs> you're right. It still doesn't. It became was... a, oh, you're a necromancer. We have to kill you. So I ran. Yeah. And as I'm running at some point around the corner and there's a guard, Jason Blackstone. Mm-hmm. And he manages <laughs> to knock me unconscious. Fuck that guy. I have no idea. I have very, very little, very little uh, um, interaction with him. But his character, he's an old character who was gone for a while and came back. We have the same last name. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I was the Blackstone here. Go away. <laughs> I mean, he was first. Just saying. I know. <laughs> but he knocks me unconscious and he's carrying my body back to town. Lucky for me. As I'm being carried back to town, mm-hmm. a powerful caster happens to see me and does a point spell death on me. Oh. So I transition from sleeping to dead. But it worked to my advantage because once I was dead, Michalk could pull me back to him. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I disappeared. Like, he killed me and I was gone. <laughs> Uh, so talking to Mishalk being like, please, I need to mask my powers, you know, I'll work for you, but help me hide it. Mm-hmm. And so he, you know, taught me how to mask the necromancy. And I was gone for a while. I eventually popped back into town and people are on high alert. And I'm just like, no, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. I got cleansed. I am clean. I found an essence mage. <laughs> and someone just walks up to me. They sense magic. I'm like, you sense no necromancy. And they're like, oh, he's good. <laughs> And I'm just like, holy shit, that worked. Uh, that's yeah. That's 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 the that's midway for you. The second something's bad, they're like, let's kill it. But they have the attention span of a squirrel. Yeah, like nobody even bothered to like sit me down for like to detect if I was telling the truth. Nothing. Mm-hmm. They just mm-hmm. took me at face value. Yep, yep. That's all they gave. The a necromancer shit about. <laughs> disappeared. Came back an hour later, and he was clean. Yeah. No questions. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that, that's kind of the same thing with when I got rid of my nightmare. Everybody was like, they as soon as they found out, what, like when that happened, there were numerous people who were like, he needs to die. Mm. And so I got rid of it and I came back and I was like, it's gone now. And they sensed me. I go, you <laughs> don't sense anything. They're like, all right, he's good. Everybody wrap it up. <laughs> like, and my favorite thing is characters in game know that evil can mask itself. But yeah. Whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah. They, they, here's the thing. We're all super scary like fighters and like midway just in general is really badass. We're all fucking dumb as shit. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Even the um, people who are like, I am learned. It's like, no, <laughs> your book's smart. You're nowhere else smart. <laughs> I continued to be a necromancer for a little bit, mm-hmm. uh, but I wanted to become more powerful. So I went back, saw Mishalk and said, you know, what do I have to do in order for you to teach me? He says, bring me a head of one of the heroes of Midway. Oh, no. And I'm just like, well, I am not doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm good where I'm at. Thank you very much. Yeah. So I go back to town. Luckily, between me pretending to have found an essence mage and this event, we found an essence mage. Oh. Like an NPC. Yeah. So I go to them and I'm like, please take this away from me. Uh, they cleanse me, the bandages fall off, and I'm clean. No longer mm-hmm. a necromancer. I tell nobody about this, because <laughs> they <laughs> thought I was clean. So I'm just like, yeah, I'm good. Didn't Linus die, though? So there was a lot to it. Okay. Like, there's a whole long arc of stuff that happened to him between that point and his death. Okay. So eventually, yeah, a lot happens with Linus's life, and then he goes away. Well, he came back. And when he came back, uh, he was a little different. Because the, the game rules had changed. Okay. Because this was V5 Lennis versus V6 Lennis. 
Oh, gotcha. Yeah, that was yeah. a very big difference. Yes. And so I you know, walk into town. I'm a Grandmaster Destruction Mage, one of, I think, two at the time, but the only one that was actually consistent. Right. So I could blow stuff up very well again. It was nice. So, you know, played Lennis for a bit, but then things happened. Oh. And there is an event, and the entire town ends up making a deal with a necromancer. What? Yeah. They make a deal with a necromancer, which in the kingdom's law is as bad as being a necromancer. Come to find out, it was all a dream. None of it actually happened. <laughs> okay. But they didn't know that at the time when they gave the person who orchestrated the deal and actually made the deal a slap on the wrist because they mm. were human. Uh, ugh, ugh. And Lennis hears about this and he is pissed. At this point, he's also become a fire elf, which are very angry elves. Oh, mm-hmm. So he's super angry. Yeah. But I'm sitting there in the tavern, quietly drinking, and the person who made the deal comes over and they're apologizing to me because they know what's happened to me in my past. Right. But as they're doing it, some I can't remember who, somebody walks up to them and says, yep, essentially they cut in and say, you know, just to make sure, you know, you don't have to worry about anything coming of this. Everything is good. You're all taken care of. At which point, Lennis got up and walked off into the woods. Hmm. Uh what the rest of the town didn't know is Nick immediately went to NPC camp and used every means he had to contact Mishulk. Oh. Because Lennis was pissed. And in his mind, he had been killed for accidentally becoming a necromancer. He's going to make it worthwhile and intentionally become a necromancer. Oh, shit. Yeah. So I went back to Mishulk. He agreed to teach me, at which point Lennis became an NPC. Oh, I gotcha. But for like a year... Nobody thought to question where'd Lennis go. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> like the last they knew, this fire elf just quietly walked off into the woods, super pissed. Yeah. It was like a year and a half later. Was that when nobody... you that while you were playing Temel? Yeah. Okay. But like nobody thought to actually ask, where's Lennis? Because even when you're playing somebody else, people will always ask, where's your other character? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's, it's very annoying. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, But eventually. Someone decides they want to learn Grandmaster Destruction Magic. And they're like, well, I only know one. Well, I'll send Lennis a Whispering Wind, which is a, you know, it's, it's a message delivered by an air elemental. Mm -hmm. Magic texting. And a while later, I, you know, inform them that they receive a Whispering Wind back. Whispering Winds are also delivered in the voice of the person who sent them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, it sounds like Lennis, but it's a much drier and raspier voice. Oh. And so... It was either the next month or two months. I don't remember. Lennis comes back into town mm -hmm. with a friend. Well, a couple friends <gasps> saying he's here to teach. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, that's all I said. So <laughs> my favorite part about it. So at this point, Lennis is a full blown lich. Oh, holy shit. Yeah. He comes back to town with another friend who is also a lich. The other friends behind them happen to be Mishulk and a few of his mummy minions. Oh, no. But yeah, so this horde of intelligent undead wanders into town and Lennis just goes, I'm here to teach. <laughs> <laughs> By example, boom, boom. <laughs> no, I like Lennis came in back into town fully intending to teach Kulai Grandmaster Destruction Magic because we were friends. Right. Yeah. And of course it was Kulai. <laughs> well, I mean, there was the time we burned down a house. Anywho, that's a whole different story. <laughs> Another time. Burned down a house together. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, long story short, apparently... Okay, so some people in town were happy to see me. Like, Titus got us drinks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was out talking to the bastards. But then Valik found out I was there. And since he was another fire elf, who's also an undead hunter, he was very upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that so sounds about right. He came out screaming. Out of game, he told me he wrecked his throat. Oh. Screaming my name. Oh, no. <laughs> Because he was, yeah. Um, so big fight ensues. And, you know, I'm tossing around all kinds of necromatic spells. Freaking Alesha and his ability to drain mana. Oh, yeah. Like, I was literally casting, you know, lash necromatic deaths. He hits me with a drain mana. And I realized that was my last bit. And so I just slip over to freaking lightning. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they, they, they kill me. Mm -hmm. But then in Midway's infinite wisdom, they're like, we need to ask him questions. Somebody raise him. <sighs> so they raise me and Brody goes, okay, come here. Pulls me off to the side. He's like, okay, here's what you get back. 
<laughs> Unfortunately for me, Kulai happened to be standing very close by, and Kulai has a very good tactic that doesn't won't work anymore. But yeah, I pop back up, and as I am halfway through my incant to drop a lash necromatic death at my feet, Kulai hugs me and casts ice prison on himself. Oh, huh. so I'm stuck and not able to move, so I can't cast anymore, and so they kill me again. And this time they go, we should just get someone to talk to his spirit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit smarter. Yeah, but yeah, that was, that was, the Lennis has a lot of stories. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you played him for how long? Uh, Quite a few years, and he just did a lot of things that ended up questionably. <laughs> hey, so uh, I know how that feels. Yeah, it. I mean, like, there's a time I learned why you don't teleport blindly. Ooh. Uh, there's, yeah, that was a fun one. <laughs> Man, I haven't even touched on any of Temple's stories, or Kenrick's stories. or yeah. you know, I, We'll have to do another one at some point, because, like, we only, uh, LARP stories aren't super, it's not like you can machine gun through them. Like, we only touched on a few of them, so we both definitely have more. Well, sometime in mm. the future, we'll just put, pop in another LARP story time. And like in the like we just saw with the case of Lennis, telling a LARP stories can send you off into so many other stories mm-hmm. because there's so much stuff that happened between you know the time Lennis vanished but before he vanished and came back, like so much. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and it's like there are so there's only so many unique situations that you and I are gonna have. Like I tell something, you're like, oh, something similar happened to me. Like that's just kind of how it goes. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll we will return to the the lop story time sometime in the future further down the road if there's a a week where we're like I don't I just want to talk about larp stuff. Yeah. Speaking of, there is currently a board meeting going on. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh our our larp has a board and they kind of help to make decisions about how how things go to uh, like throughout the year and stuff especially right now with covid like different regulations and stuff like that so we'll we'll hop off so we you can go pay attention to that so thank you everyone so much uh hopefully you enjoyed our our storytelling and it wasn't too rambly i'm sure it was <laughs> there's no stopping it guys if no. you're here you know what you're in for I'd like to thank Nolan Dye for the use of our theme song, Chinaski, by his band, Sad Gravity. You can find them, as well as his other band, Best Sleep, on Spotify. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter by searching Passionately Interested, or email us at passionatelyinterestedpodcast at gmail.com. I might look into shortening that, because damn, that's a long uh, email address. If you enjoy the show... (laughs) Tell your friends about us. Share us around. Let's grow the grow the community. Bring them bring them in. One of us. Join us. Legion. But yeah, tell your friends. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you everyone so much again for listening. Very much hope you enjoyed it and uh we'll see you guys next time. I'm Curtis and I'm Nick. Did you know that it's estimated that the LARP market has reached 2.63 billion dollars? Thanks for listening.